want something more than just physical. It's been a while since you met someone original. Word. You spend your time drinking wine in your living room. All that good pussy can't find the one to uh, give it to. What are we doing? We're recording a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast. It's, <laughs> it's, called, it's called You Don't Know. It's a podcast about wine and bullshit. And I'm Renee. Maybe. And I'm Possibly. Who are we really? Nobody knows. Um, cool. So where we left off is um, on the nose. And like I said, it was going to take a few episodes for us to get through this. So this is just another little part. Um, we're going to talk about just fruit. Um, I mean, can I stop you right there? And similar to uh, last episode, I want to do a drawback and say, um, I think we ended the night at like 11, I don't know, it was super late. So I left my glass of wine on the table. It was sitting out all night, woke back up, and I smelled it. And I do recognize some of the smells. Oh, tight. I'm glad. Congratulations. You get a bad. <laughs> if I had one to give you, I would give it to you, but this would just have to be in your mind. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're still going to go... <laughs> We're still going to start from the top and go through sight, but I'll stop us at fruit, fruit characters. So, anywho, um, today I am uh, drinking a Pinot Noir. I'm almost positive my auntie gave this to me uh, for Christmas. Pretty sure. Nice. Um, it's it's Coterie. It's called Katie's Corner, Russian River Valley, Swan Selection Pinot Noir. And um, so it's it's local to us. Um, so, yeah. So I already took some site notes so I can just zip on through them. So it's clear. Concentration would be like pale to medium. Uh, the color is red with a ruby secondary color. I was thinking also like a little bit of garnet, but I can't really tell what the difference between ruby and garnet is. One's a little oranger. <laughs> um, there is no rim variation. It's only a couple years old or three years old. Um, there is no staining in the um, in the uh, extraction. So like when you you know when you tilt your glass and then you lift it up and then you see the tears. When I held up my little white piece of paper behind it, I didn't see any color. Um, and the tearing is actually on the lighter side. In fact, yeah, I just don't. I don't know what it's doing. It's not really, <laughs> it's there isn't gravity. really a whole lot. Yeah, it's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to sit here. Um, and there's no gas evidence. So from uh, what I looked up, so I looked at the color chart, at the mm -hmm. colors, and um, this is pretty much in line with like what a Pinot Noir would look like. When I looked nice. at that color chart, the colors were the same. I believe it also, and let me just double check, maybe not. Um, oh, I must have closed it. That's okay. Oh, here it is. Yeah, it's um, a pale ruby. So typically if you're looking at... Mm. A Pinot Noir is going to be a pale ruby, which is pretty much the same. That's what I said. Okay. What year um, uh, is your one? It's a 2017. Okay. Years. Yep. So I'm going to go ahead and get into the nose unless you wanted to share anything about your wine. No. Let, let's get right into it. Cool. 
Last episode so, was a 40-minute episode. Let's skip let's, your wine. Yeah, let's blast through this. All right. So um, on the nose, uh, there weren't any faults, which is great. Remember, you're smelling when you're smelling for faults, you're smelling for things like um, cork. You're smelling for things that are like cardboard or wet cardboard or like... Um, uh, what's the other thing? Like too high of like acid or too mm-hmm. high of yeast. Um, sometimes those things can actually add to uh, to a wine. So like the things like yeast or the things like um, grassy, kind of like moldy grass. That's that's also okay depending on the wine. Um, but things like cork, things like uh, uh, what's the other one? Like gunpowder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Things like the oxidation, that those would be um, considered like you wouldn't really want to drink. It's not going to hurt you, but you wouldn't want to drink it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through just when you go to smell the wine, one thing to note is you don't want to smell it too much. Um, one example that I read was like, you know, when you light a scented candle and it smells really nice in the beginning, but then it's as if. There is no scented candle. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you're smelling wine. And remember, like, if you do find yourself, like, smelling too much, then smell your arm. Yep. You know, because that's how you can reset. So the smells that I smelled in this, just as, like, an initial ass- assessment, was um, delicate. So, like, I could smell mm. it just, like, if I put my face just up to the wine glass, I can barely smell it. It's almost like perfume, you mm. know? Yeah. Um, if I, if I put my nose in and smell it, then I smell it. If, if there's some wines and I know that you've noticed this too, that like the, mo- like you, the moment you start bringing it up, you can kind <laughs> of smell it, you know, and that would be considered powerful, uh, intensity. So the first thing you want to say is like, what is the intensity? Is it delicate? Is it moderate or is it powerful? And you might've also heard of things like medium plus medium minus things like that. It's kind of the mm-hmm. same. In between, yeah, more in between rankings, yeah. Um, The next thing is age assessment, but I'm actually going to skip that in the chart. We already know what the age is, um, and I haven't grown my palate enough to actually, like, help assess this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But typically you would find richer smells in older wines, um, but I don't don't know how to smell for that yet. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so when it comes to the fruit, so I know that you've probably read things like, oh, this smells like candied Bing cherries or whatever. <laughs> That's uh, a weird fruit. <laughs> I don't know. Um, one of the things that I read was like, when you're first learning how to smell wine, don't get that deep. It's going to be way too hard. Mm-hmm. Just try to pick a fruit, um, like a fruit group, not an actual fruit itself. Mm. So, like, if you were smelling for a white wine, you would be smelling for something like citrus, stone fruit, or just regular tree fruit, which would be like a pear or something like that, or like melons. So just those categories. You don't have to pick the kind of fruit, but picking sort of like, is it, is it, or like pineapple would be tropical, right? Just picking Mm. those types of categories. And, And if you look at your book, uh, that I gave you, which you don't have in front of you, <laughs> it lists it all for you. It says either it's citrus or it's like apple pear or it's stone or pit fruit or it's tropical or it's melon. So that would be how you would smell white wines. 
first get used to just picking that before you try to get into like subcategories. Yeah. Um, for reds, it's really simple. It's either a red fruit, a black fruit, or a blue fruit. That's mm-hmm. it. Perfect. That's the only thing that you need to, yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> and honestly, you could probably even skip the black either or the, skip the blue. It's either like a black fruit, yeah. or a fruit, or it's a red fruit. Blue fruit would definitely, I think, fit under like a like a dessert wine. It almost seems like. Uh, maybe, but I also had a really hard time figuring out what they meant by blue fruit, other than blueberries. But you yeah. know, when I finally fork out the five hundred dollars or whatever it is to buy that scent box, um, then I'll understand <laughs> stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what we're going to start with. So, a Pinot Noir has a red fruit smell. Um, and when I smelled it, it definitely did. Some other things that I just smelled just because I recognize them, but I don't want to get into this too much was spice and spice can actually indicate that it was, um, oak aged. Mm, Yeah. Like Syrah grapes are actually spicy. So some of the spice that you get from a Syrah is just like, kind of like in that grape. Um, but with Pinot, Pinot Noir that would typically, or any other wine rather would typically come from like oak. Oak aging. Oh yeah, I'm drinking like a uh, 2015 Syrah, so yeah, I definitely get the red grape. But what I do notice is I get smell a little bit not as close to the glass as one would think. I get it a a little bit distance away. but yeah, I don't know what I smell other than like, yes, it's definitely a red, uh, like a red, red fruit. Great. That's all you need to, that's all you need to start with. We'll get there later. <laughs> so, oh. That's it. Awesome. On to topics. Um, so one thing that I wanted to talk about, and we kind of had a little bit of chat in our like friend group about it, but um. It's about the word simping. Are you familiar with uh, the new terminology? <laughs> uh, so I've heard the word simping used in a derogatory way towards men that are like tricking on women. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the way that it was used in our group chat I mean, I understood what it meant, but I was like, is that what they're calling it these days? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which I guess is like a very similar sort of thing, but it was just like interesting to see that that word was used in that context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So similar to kind of every word or phrase or saying, I think the use of social media is kind of presenting it in a different light so it has a new meaning and so therefore if it has a new meaning then there's like uh an overload of like layers on what a simp is and then like okay what is simping the verb of it but yeah i'll just read verbatim what um what wikipedia says um so let's see Uh, So a simp uh, is a simple person uh, lacking common sense, 
a fool or simpleton. Um, and they give another definition, which is, I believe, the kind of new meaning and kind of like the verb of it. But it's a man who foolishly overvalues a woman and puts her on a pedestal. Where's this from? This is like, I just Urban put, Dictionary or something? Yeah, well, no, not even Urban Dictionary. It's uh, uh, Wiktionary. Oh. It's like Wikipedia before. I know what Wiktionary like, is. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like the first result uh, that comes up if you type uh, simping meanie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's something that I wanted to talk about it because it it's definitely has a new form with when it comes to like live streaming and stuff of that nature. So I kind of want to go back first and go over my like kind of how I saw it when first like the internet was becoming to be, I guess. And so I would say at least my understanding of this, this has always been a thing since chat rooms and live streaming, specifically like pornography and stuff like that has become a thing. No Uh, one knows what you're talking about. Talk about, say what you're talking about. You're talking about what exactly? So I'm talking about my... Not just the word simping, but what specifically are you talking about? Or like the people that are paying these women's or women yeah. are simping, basically. Yeah, I don't think anyone goes, or maybe they do, but um, I don't, or I don't have any problem with a woman going on stream and just doing what they find fun and doing it in a way that makes them feel good. Um, and that's pretty much what they're doing is they're just playing a game or doing a certain activity that just, uh, creates enjoyment, but also it also, um, pays the bills. So that being said, you have to look at, look into like, who's donating, who's, um, watching these streamers and those people, I believe you can call simps. Because those are the people who will idolize these people, will donate to them, will pay their bills, will give them gifts. And anyone who comes in that is in direct competition or direct um, disagreement with anything that the creator says, um, they completely disregard. So are we on the, are we on the same level here? <laughs> Yeah, I get. I just wanted you to get to the point, really, because you were like talking about a lot of stuff. You were just you were beating around the bush, basically. I just wanted you to like get to what what the actual topic was, because mm-hmm. like the definition of the word. I honestly think the definition of the word is completely misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean, put a woman on a pedestal? Like why is why does that now all of a sudden make you a fool or a simpleton or whatever like what's your problem well i think i think the problem is mainly similar to if you idolize 
you know, I think we brought up Elon Musk last episode. Let's say you idolize Elon Musk and you're not willing to disagree with anything that he says or counter argument on anything. And if someone brings a counter argument to the table, you disregard it as him being a he or she being a hater. Uh, Men that idolize other men are called fanboys. Men that idolize women are called simps. I mean, you see the difference, right? Um, fanboys. I don't know. I don't. I don't even think I have a definition for. Like, I don't really look at the gender part of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> of course, you don't. But that's okay. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it could be called. That's all right. Let me let me get a little bit more comfortable in my seat and in my chair. Uh, okay. Yeah, this to me just seems very silly. Mm. I want to look at our group chat real quick. <laughs> because uh, first, I was kind of like halfway ignoring it, but then it was just kind of like, why is this even, why is this a thing? Sometimes I just don't understand the patriarchy. I really just don't get it. I don't understand this hyper-masculinity and, like, need to, you know, um, just, like, yeah, simp on gamer girls was one quote. Uh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. It's, like, you can hire girls to game with you for an hourly price. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Makes more money than most of us because men. Um, I just think that it, it's... So what? Like, what... And why does it have a derogatory term... If someone is paying this woman to play video games, you know, with him, mm-hmm. what yeah. is seen as like a like a bad thing? Yeah, I'm not saying donating to your a content creator or um, I don't know. I, I think you brought this up last time. I think anyone that's idolized to a point where you're willing to disbelieve other facts, Mm -hmm. I do think there's a problem with that. Whether if it's like a girl idolizing a man, guy on guy, girl on girl, like... But no one's calling anyone a simp when it comes to idolizing men or idolizing companies or products or things like that. It's a derogatory term when it comes to a woman that's just playing online video games, whether or not she's attractive. Yeah. It's almost as if she says something that's that might be, you know, like easily disproven or something like that. And then she has some kind of like male uh, uh, idolizer, I guess, that backs her up. That now it's almost like, oh, he's 
like he's somehow worse of a human for having like backing up this woman. Yeah. You know, like it's I it's agree. really it and I, I just it's toxic. Mm-hmm. It's toxic that you don't you don't I think in the front of your mind associate gender to the scenario, but I think not recognizing that gender is associated to the scenario leaves you sort of blind to what's actually happening. And yeah. you know, looking through that lens and saying like, Hey, this, this is only being associated because she is a woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when people are agreeing with her, even when she's wrong, then that makes it somehow worse, you know, Mm -hmm. than if she had just been a man and they would have been like, you know, and that probably would have just been shrugged or written off. I've been in those scenarios personally, where it's like, I could tell that, you know, men attack other men when it comes to women and things like that. And I don't get what that dynamic is, but it's definitely around some sort of like weird hyper masculinity. I don't get it. Mm. It makes no sense to me. I'm just, yeah. I'm just a woman. I'm just a woman in this world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Going back to what you, what you mentioned about like, uh, there's a gender kind of, uh, like bias. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think definitely there is a hundred percent. And I think that comes from uh, like the gamer culture and it being primarily male. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a double-edged sword. Like I don't want, I don't want anyone to blindly idolize someone uh, even if they feel like they're wrong but at the same time, I don't want someone to not defend, in this case, a woman, because they're afraid of being labeled a simp. Yeah. So, like, it's, right. yeah, it's. Perfect. It's, I love that you just said that, because that's that's really the crux of the matter, right? Like, it shouldn't, those those labels shouldn't be there in that in that form. Yeah. Yeah, and I do recognize the kind of, like, bringing up the Elon Musk example like no one's going to be called a simp for defending Elon Musk. And yep. so that's, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, you get another badge. <laughs> <laughs> but then you're going to have to give me two back because of the effort that it took for us to have the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah, it's for only sure. Fair. It's only fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> but yeah, so, I think. Yeah, go ahead. I was just. Do you mind if I change the subject? Do it. Okay. So um, I told you that I've been on this. And then we can probably end it. Like, we don't need to have long episodes. What's yeah, yeah. Fuck all this, like, 40. Like, our, I think our last three episodes were, like, 30 at a 40 minute. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep it short and sweet. So, uh, two things. One, on, you know, women in the internet. Did you hear about the professor that was trying? He's, like, I think he was out of UC Berkeley. He was trying to do a Zoom call with his class. And he shared his screen. And he didn't, like, share a window. He shared his whole screen. And so people could see all the tabs and stuff that <laughs> were on his browser. And one of the tabs was, like, busty blondes. Ooh. And I saw that he was watching porn. <laughs> Close your tab. Close your tab. 
man. That's video yeah. conferencing 101. Like, I turn everything off. I'm so paranoid. Ever since our coworker had, like, that dick gif that went across the screen when he was presenting to, like, a client. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just, like... Everything is closed constantly. The moment I have to present anything, I, even even when I'm not presenting, I turn off all my notifications because mm-hmm. I don't even want noise of a notification to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to talk about that. And yeah, then, can, I, can I bring something up along those do lines? It, do it, do it. Uh, let me Go just ahead. give quick tips, quick tips. Um, <laughs> if you have another device, like just use that other device. Keep the two things yeah. separate, but okay. Right. Some people don't have another device. That's okay. I have another tip. It's called a virtual machine. <laughs> yes. Well, ooh, that you're getting complex. You're getting it, complex. It's a little complex, but it's not that hard to set up. And nowadays, uh, Microsoft has free, completely free, like one click download virtual machines that you install it, double click it, and it boots up in a Windows 10, 10 environment. And what's even great about that environment is... That's so long ago. <laughs> and what's great about that environment is it's not a registered Windows device. So what that means is after about 30 days, you won't be able to use it anymore. So guess what? You have a, you, have to, <laughs> you get a brand new clean device. Uh, or every clean, 30 days? Every 30 days, it refreshes itself. Like it's everything's gone. You don't have to empty recycling bin. Let's not even get to that. I don't even know why download <laughs> porn, but that's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. Oh. But you don't have to clear the browser history. You don't have to clear yeah. the browser. It's more safe. Everything's encapsulated in that virtual machine. Boom, you're done. Yeah, it's 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 like it's like jerking off into a sock. Like you know just. <laughs> Let's talk at the washing machine, you know? There's no cleanup. <laughs> it's only if it was a disposable sock. Yeah. Like if you're if you're if you're jerking off in dis- disposable socks, that would make sense. Or just jerk off into a condom. Ew. <laughs> no. I've done that before. What? <laughs> Sorry. No, that's great. That's very smart. And it was <laughs> just throw it away and then you're done. Yeah. Um, good so for you. Like virtual machine, you just close it off. <laughs> yep. It's isolated. Okay, what's your next? Great. Trying to be really supportive of your share just now. It was really like <laughs> struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys that are listening, they're like, yes, I know. <laughs> and all the women are like, what? We don't want to know. I mean, we do, and then we don't, you know, like I'm always very fascinated about um just anything having to do with like how people run their own like behind closed doors lives. Um, so <laughs> it's dating at the same time. I thought, but then, yeah, I thought that was pretty normal. 
but uh, apparently it's not. Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not jer- I never have to jerk off into anything, ever. <laughs> no containers are ever required for me. <laughs> the only time I use a container is to, like, dispense lube or something like that. Like, I, I'm not putting anything in a container. So, like, there's no... I have no concept of what any of means. I I just don't. So I fully support whatever makes you happy, whatever <laughs> you're dropping off experience more pleasant or disposable, like whatever you need to do. Great. I'm here for it. I mean, not here, not, you know, yeah, not physical. <laughs> but I'm like, Rooting you on <laughs> In another dimension. <laughs> Renee is clapping. <laughs> I'm giving you snaps, you know, like I don't know. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad that we're done with that. Yeah. Um so uh you know how I've or did I say this to you last time? I can't remember what we talked about. I have a moth in here. Hold on, I need to kill it. <clears throat> <clears throat> I need to close this freaking window. Oh, it's gone. Okay. Come on. Um, We're we're going on 20 minutes. 25 minutes. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) So, you know how I've been on, like, a documentary binge? Uh, I think I've watched every documentary in existence. I mean, I'm still going, but, (laughs) yeah. It's, it's, woo. Um, I've been watching a lot. And... There was one that I came across called Sour Grapes. Have you heard of it? No. Highly I have not heard. It's about wine. Um, it's based out of like New York and San Francisco. Mm. Whole conspiracy about how this guy like sold like I didn't I didn't realize that people collect sellers of like it's 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 this whole other like commodities investment industry um did you know that no no wait what'd you say they collect what sellers yeah sellers of wine okay is that for like the age like oh i have this yeah like 1994 (laughs) yeah yeah so you know what a commodity you know what a commodity is right so it's like a physical thing right um so uh like commodities would be like gold silver oil these are commodities so Mm, i see what you're saying wine is considered a commodity and because you have fluctuations in like good years bad years or the amount of bottles that are produced etc um they they typically only go up in value as long as they were actually valuable to begin with i mean if you have like a shit bottle of wine then it's not going to go up in value but Generally speaking, like good bottles of wine that, you know, age will Mm. go up in value. And I'm talking about like a grand crew sort of like wine level. Um, And one of the guys like explained it very well. He was like, if you think about it, like once you once you drink one of those bottles of wine within that vintage, then all the other bottles in that vintage are going to go up in value because now you've just decreased, decreased the mm, supply. I see. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Right. So they do all kinds of like auctions and things like that for like these different cases of bottles of wine. Some of the, them very old. Um, some of them are like 
close to 100 years old. They had the guy on there that was showing wines that were, like, from Benjamin Franklin. Um, so, like, really old wine, which is, like, are you going to drink that? How does that even work? <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was really interesting. It was basically how this guy, like, scammed a whole industry. Oh, wow. Okay. I have two things. <laughs> yes. So this can almost any physical object can become, I believe, a commodity based on the user base. So an, an example is just like Pokemon cards. So like mm-hmm. Pokemon cards, every year the price goes up on some of the original Pokemon cards that came out. Um, it's an insane prices. Videos of people opening up Pokemon cards, like a Pokemon card pack, and hoping for one specific card. And if they get that, um, if they get that card, it's worth like five thousand dollars. It's an insane amount of money. So it 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 like no surprise that this uh, is also the same case for wine. Now, what's interesting is the opening of the bottle increases the price of other bottles. That I've been doing a lot of research on like Bitcoin, but that kind of reminds me of Bitcoin of just like after a certain amount of Bitcoin is mined and it's collected, the price typically rises. Because there's a scarcity, right? Mm -hmm. So the more you mine, the more there's a scarcity, the more the price goes up. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's super interesting. So now it makes me wonder, like, how do they keep track of, like, who owns this bottle and how, if they opened it, if they opened it or not, or, like... Like, oh man, that's that's super interesting. There there should be like a blockchain wine <laughs> on the blockchain. <laughs> fucking nerd alert. Yeah, yeah. There should be a fucking distributed ledger. <laughs> no, that's, there should though. In all honesty, like after you watch this documentary, you will be like, there does definitely need to be a ledger. Um uh, but yeah, you should watch it. It's 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 really quick. I think it's only like an hour and twenty or something like that. It's not like a whole docu series, which is other things that I've been watching is like complete docu series. Documentaries have become my life so much so that I'm like I've got to stop watching TV because mm-hmm. like yeah, it's <laughs> ruining my life. Um, it's making me question everything. And then I read this article that was like, oh, conspiracy theories means that you're dumb. Or if you're a conspiracy theorist, you're basically an idiot. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm an idiot. Wait, what? Um, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can talk about that some other time. We're running out of time. Oh but anyway. I just, oh, okay, okay. okay, just tell Sour me the grapes. we can end this. Sour Grapes is on Netflix. <laughs> okay. Let's end it. <laughs> I'm lit. I'm like sweating. <laughs> Uh, this has been you don't know uh this is don and renee episode 44 what what is charcuterie man it's it's when you go to your hotel room and they got the cheese and the fucking pepperoni sliced on a little wooden board waiting on you new jewelries new taste level shit she be schooling me